0: This is the Build Your Best Family Podcast, Episode 80, Keepsakes, What to Keep and What to Throw Away with Amy Carney. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love and become the family you were meant to be. Deciding on the things that you want to keep and pass down to your children can be stressful. I remember as a young mom wondering what the heck I was going to do with all the stuff that began to accumulate after we had our first daughter. Baby's first year box filled up fast and I knew that I couldn't keep everything. Then my second daughter was born and then my son and it wasn't long before I was overrun with artwork and certificates from every class they took plus ticket stubs and buttons from all the events that we attended. I often wondered what do I have to keep and what can I get rid of that my kids will not miss? Today's guest, Amy Carney, has some insight on this topic that I wish I had heard years ago. Because managing and keeping track of our family memories doesn't have to be a chore. Instead, it can reinforce our family's culture and affirm who we are together. Our conversation inspired me to take a look at the things that I was holding onto and consider whether or not it represents me, my kids, or us as a family. And it also helped me to let go of the guilt I had for not wanting to keep everything. This episode isn't just about keepsakes, it's about what we leave behind for our kids, both physical and intangible. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you?
1: We've created the Family Retreat Packet to help you connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you're doing as a family.
0: It's like a 360 peer review, but for families. It takes the guesswork out of planning because it includes everything you need to host your own family retreat, such as a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions.
1: Go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash shop, and for only $4.99, you can download the Family Retreat Packet and host your own family retreat.
0: Today I'm talking with Amy Carney. Amy is a leadership parenting coach, author, and speaker who writes about intentional parenting and family life on her blog, amycarney.com, as well as various freelance print and online outlets. Amy started her company, Parent on Purpose, to create content, products, and events to better equip and empower moms and dads during the season of full-time parenthood. Amy and her husband of 22 years, Keith, are parents to 18-year-old triplet sons, a 16-year-old daughter, and a 13-year-old son they adopted from the Arizona foster care system three years ago. Welcome to the show, Amy. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. So we start off every show by asking
1: the question, what is your family known for? Oh my gosh. Well, our family is known for serving others. I think our, our motto in our home is I am third. And so we try and live by that motto, God first, others second and ourselves last. Mm -hmm.
0: And so how do you remind everybody of that? Is that something that you talk about often?
1: And, um, yeah, we've got it posted in probably every room in our home. We, we Mm -hmm. borrowed it from the kids' summer camp where they go, they go to Mm -hmm. Canna Cook in Missouri and, uh, we borrowed that from them and that's just, um, just we try and, and always remind ourselves of that. And I think it's helpful to have the visual reminders because we're so busy. Yeah. And so, like I said, we have it kind of posted in every room in different ways and photos around the house of us serving others. We mm-hmm. um, are an adoptive family. We adopted out of foster care and we're still um, serving in that community locally. And um, so I think we ju- if we put visual reminders around our house, it helps us to remember what our, mm-hmm. you know, our vision is for our family and what our passion is and our purpose. Oh, for
0: sure. For sure. One of the things that I like to do is I have pictures of my kids with each other in their rooms. Like oh, yes. Instead of them just having like pictures of their friends, it's like of them being together and having fun. Like I want them to constantly be reminded that these are their people and exactly. that as they get older, yes, they're going to have friends and they might want to put their friends before their family. But if they can just remember their siblings, it's like, right, are people. Yes. I'm hoping that, uh, and so far so good. I think they're <laughs> like spending
1: time together. Yeah. I don't think people realize that, like the visual reminders that we put around our home um, mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Right, and oh, relationships and, and keeping that in front of us,
0: yeah. So, you are no stranger to living life with intention, especially when it comes to parenting. You wrote a book called Parent on Purpose, and so I'd love to tell you to tell me a little bit about that and why you wrote it.
1: Well, um, five years ago, so in 2014, I guess that's almost six years ago now, mm-hmm. um, we were on the road. We had bought an RV and took the kids out of school. My husband quit his job and we toured around the entire US um, because I I love your podcast and your messaging so much because we had lost our family culture. We were living for popular culture and um, we're so caught up in performance and achievement. And we realized one day that, wait a minute, the kids were growing up and this is passing us by. And so we made a major change. And like you said, we took off um, around the U S for seven months. And I began my writing career back up by writing a blog and I started freelancing again. Um, and I was being asked to write a book about that trip when we returned. Mm-hmm. And so I started writing that. And then that book evolved into the book that I wrote parent on purpose mm-hmm. and more an overall message about how can we intentionally raise um, our kids and create the family culture, um, that we want to, despite the you know chaotic mm-hmm. culture that we're, that we're living in.
0: Mm-hmm. And so what was, what were some of the things that you saw shift in your family? Like what were the results of, of doing that?
1: Oh my gosh. Of slowing down. I mean, slowing down and incorporating more play time. We had mm-hmm. no margin, um, in our lives and on, on our calendars to just be together, to just gather around the family table. Um, we now prioritize that. I mean, whether it can be, I mean, we're raising five teenagers, so it's busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we, we prioritize it, whether it's you know on a Saturday morning when everyone can be together or Sunday after church, or it doesn't have to be a dinner necessarily, right? But you've mm-hmm. got to schedule it in almost and, yeah. and make it and prioritize it. So we were not prioritizing gathering together. We were splitting up my husband and I and sitting separately on the sidelines of the kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still doing that a bit, right? Because the kids yeah. are still in organized activities and doing things. Um, but now we know how to better, better prioritize time together. And we also now do family meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do monthly meetings to talk about how things are going and, um, you know, what we need to shift to get back, you know, to slowing down a bit and creating that margin where, for our family to be together.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I've worked with clients and I hear often that when they sit down to talk to their kids about what they want more of, the kids want to play more. And we really, we try to remind ourselves of that often. Just recently they had a day off school and we literally booked a hotel that was like 20 minutes away. And they're like, no, no. And we're like, nope, we're going to go. There's an indoor pool. We're going to have dinner. We're going to go. And then we watched, we stayed up and watched Ferris Bueller's day off. Awesome. I have teenagers and it's like a Cult thing around here. <laughs> and then um, the next day we went tubing at a local like snow mountain ski resort, like a mini ski resort. Um, yeah. And it was just it, getting out of the house and just deciding we were going to just go have fun on purpose was Great. huge. I think it definitely disarms, especially your teenagers when they know you just want mm-hmm. to have fun with them. Um, but if you can set that precedent with your kids, that by the time they are teenagers, they just expect to have fun with their parents.
1: Yeah, and I think you nailed it when you said the kids are like, "No, no, we don't want to do it." And then a lot of times parents (laughs) say, "Well, okay, we're not going to do it, right?" Right. The the teens don't want to do it, we're not going to do it. And you nailed it. Like it, it doesn't matter if the kids are saying no, no, no. They don't know what they don't know, right? And so we've got to be brave enough, courageous enough to say, "Nope, we're doing this as a family." And then you see it's so worth it because. uh, But too many times, I think families are just taking the kids' word for it, you know, and taking that no. And just saying, forget it. I'm not going to do yeah. it. So. so,
0: so I'm curious about your RV trip. Do your kids still talk about it? Like, oh yeah. Is it, is it like a? Is it something that they're still like remember when? Has it like sh- has it
1: been a shift for them as well? For sure. And and there's a lot of things that come up in school of places you know they visited national parks. Mm-hmm. They get to go to in history. They learned um, and they'll still come to me about math concepts that I forgot to teach them or didn't teach them, you know, that they're still <laughs> struggling with. <laughs> so oh. there's pros and cons to the, you know, to the yeah, trip, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for sure. And we've got, um, you know, reminders of that. We've got a whole amazing map on the wall in our family room mm-hmm. showing um, we've been, we hit 48 states. And so we've got photos, you know, of every, every state and we're going to be hitting Alaska for the boys senior trip. In mm-hmm. May, and then next year will be uh, my daughter's. She gets North Dakota, and then mm-hmm. our fifty states will be will be complete. So, oh wow, yeah. yeah, shared
0: experiences are so important to culture. It gives you something to look back on and reminisce. And I bet that's something that they're going to be talking about even when they're adults, and it's going to be something that brings them together and reminds them.
1: Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> that was that was kind of the reason of doing it.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. So I want to talk to you about keepsakes. So what did it look like? So when you did the RV thing, mm-hmm. did you like sell everything, go on the road? Like, did you keep things you put in storage? Like how do you s- <laughs> so keep the things that mark the timeline of your family's life?
1: Yeah, no, we, we didn't. We, uh, we just rented our home or had someone come stay in our home and we kept things as is. Cause we knew this was temporary. We knew we were going to come back. Um, and kind of put the kids back in school. And so we knew this just was for a season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and that's, that's what we did. So not much changed. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a few leaks and problems <laughs> while we were on the road. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to have someone in your home if you're not, you know, yeah. selling it, but we, we knew it was just for this purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so as that's far awesome. as keepsakes from that trip is that what you're saying I mean well just in general like you know I I think that it's really good
0: to let go of things but then there are things that we hold on to and I know that as a young mom I was always concerned about what can I throw away what should I keep what are the kids gonna want and then I'm sort of on the other end of that in the last year my mother has like brought my parents have brought over big giant buckets of like what was left in my room when I moved for college oh wow after college and never came back and I'm like Oh my gosh. Like, do we care about this? Do we not care about this? What do I keep? What do I do? Like that's as a young mom, yes. really stressful. And so, yeah, I
1: think no matter what, that. what stage you're in, it's stressful. Like, mm-hmm. because we, do we keep it? Do we not keep it? And that's why I created my, um, my new line. I, I call it my legacy line of products mm-hmm. to help moms figure out like, what in the world do we want to keep? What, what's yeah. meaningful and what's, what's not. Yeah.
0: So what time what, what are the types of things that you think that we should save?
1: Well, I think it boils down to does it tell a story? Mm-hmm. I I how how I kind of came up with this is because my my grandma handed me down um like a little orange swimsuit and a baby blanket and some random random things that I I love. They're, you know, I keep mm-hmm. them. But every time I, and I every time I look at them I think of her. But then when I think of passing it on to my daughter I I have no idea what to say about these items because you know, my grandma thought they were important enough to give to me, but I don't even know if really this swimsuit was mine or yeah. <laughs> who who made the baby blanket, or you know, there's no story mm. with it. And that's what I'm trying to help people create is is to put your stories with these things that we're keeping, mm-hmm. because then it becomes meaningful. Right. Yeah. If my if my grandma had written me a, a note or a letter, you know, about that baby blanket or included a photo of me wearing that swimsuit with her I mean it would be priceless
0: oh my gosh that's so smart you know before my grandmother passed I thought oh if I could just sit down with her and because she gave me a lot of stuff and she was really good about putting like a little sticker on the bottom or putting like a folded up piece of paper in the dish right about where it came from and who had it before her but like when you actually use the dish like you lose the paper or you put yeah. the paper down and you don't remember which <laughs> it was back into. And so I had this idea of photographing it and getting the story behind some of those pieces. And I didn't get a chance to do that before she passed away. And I do regret that. And so when you said, "What's this t- what story does it tell? That hit home for me because instantly um, it makes sense. I mean, it, it not only does it bring clarity to me about what I can throw away. <laughs> right, <laughs> But right. also like like, yeah, that makes so much sense.
1: Yeah. And I think, and that's, that's the thing that we've got to remember. And I, and I, I have a girlfriend who, um, unfortunately a lot of us, you know, have friends that have cancer and, and, and Mm -hmm. different, um, things. And she had wanted to create keepsakes for her three sons and Mm -hmm. when she got sick. And so I was going to help her with that, but then she got too ill to, Mm -hmm. to actually do it. And, and that's the thing we want to do these, but I mean, where do we find time in the day to yeah. make meaningful keepsakes, right? And, um, and I think that's why I developed this, this uh, simple, cherished childhood keepsake kit is to help people just create a few things, you know, tell the story behind a few items. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be a whole huge ordeal, but just to yeah. get some important stories down because we never know.
0: Yeah.
1: We never know. Yeah. And how amazing would it have been if you had gotten that from your grandma? Oh, I know, and
0: you know what? My mom probably remembers a lot of the stuff. Yeah, have to ask her too um, when she comes over and my dad, and sort of see what I can do about that. But um, yeah, yeah, because some of the things were like from my great grandmother and her great, like crazy stuff. You know that I can't believe she. I mean, I can't even imagine what I have now that would be worth holding on to because everything's so cheap and just (laughs) disposable, and you can get it anywhere. But the stuff that she gave me is like, is beautiful and precious, and it's not. It's not really worth much, but it's just the idea of like you said, the story that it represents and how they got it and what it was for and yeah.
1: Yes. And why why they held on to it and why they're passing it down to you. And then why is it important for you to pass down to your daughters or your sons. So yeah. And I think
0: like most things, when you get started, you build momentum. Mm -hmm. I think for a long time, I had things in a big box. And when I finally figured out a little bit of a filing system for my kids and set it up knowing that I was going to add to it in the future, it just became real easy. But I know that it was so stressful in the beginning. I mean, all the things I need to do as a young mom, that's one of
1: the things that was most
0: stressful was
1: like, what do I do with all this stuff? I know, (laughs) I know, I know. And I always tell parents to like three times throughout the childhood, you need to like address the box or the bin or wherever you're keeping this stuff. And sit down because what's really meaningful to you, right? When they're one, Mm -hmm. when you look back at it, right? When they're eight, 10, it's easier to get rid of some things, you know? And so with each stage, if you can just kind of sort through and begin to get rid of uh, things that don't tell a story, right? We hold on Mm -hmm. to, I mean, all the schoolwork or all this artwork, um, because it's cute in the moment and it's always cute, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not worthy of passing on to the next generation,
0: yeah. Um,
1: and so that's how I kind of look at, look at what I'm keeping. Right. So you say that
0: things that tell a story, um, but are there other types of things we save? Like how, how do you sort of like what's the filter you run it through just whether it tells a story or is there, well,
1: to it? I always think, um, so I was diagnosed with cervical cancer like in 2007. And at that point is when I realized like if, 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 if this disease were to take my life, what would I want to hand down to the kids? What would I want them to know about me, really? Mm. What would I want them to know about me and, and my love for them mm. and, and how I view them as a unique person? And, um, and so that's where I started kind of filtering through. I think if you filter through like that, but, you know, the end of your life, it's pretty easy to think about if those Mickey ears or, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the autographed t-shirt from second grade is really... Mm-hmm. Something that's important, you mm-hmm. know, and 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 it's not, or maybe yeah. it is. Yeah. You right? But um we don't want to hand down just a meaningless box of mm-hmm. stuff. That yeah, right. We want to hand down our stories and, and our memories. And oftentimes when I'm walking through an antique shop or something, I'll see old photos or things. And I'm thinking, ah, you know, like you know, somebody yeah. didn't know the story behind it, so they just got rid of it. Yeah. So how do you suggest storing these kinds of things? Well, I was, I was storing them in cute um, chests, right? Like decorative paper type chests. And then my organizer, uh, good friend, Daniel Worth, she, she told me, nope, you've got to get like weather-tight, weather-resistant um, plastic totes that are, that are you know have good seals because she said, I see so many things get ruined in boxes mm-hmm. and in these cute decorative uh, boxes. So that's, that's what I did. So uh, maybe we can link to the one I use. It's just yeah. from a container store and it's, you can get them in different sizes. And this way it gives me a filter too. Like this is how, how much I can save. I mean, I've got this, this size bin and what, you know, this is it. And so it's kind of nice because, um, each child has a bin. I've got five kids. Um, each one has a bin. It takes up a lot of, a lot of space, but it's intentional. Um it's 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 worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Um and and like I said, it's if who knows? I mean if I were to die tomorrow, it's something that I have intentionally um tried to to mm-hmm. keep some stories and, and items for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and, and how are you with photos? <laughs> well it used to be a lot better <laughs> before it went digital. <laughs> um I've I've kind of tried to create a system where I always think of the first of the month, like that I want to get my pictures off my phone. And mm-hmm. I actually still have a Canon rebel that I take photos on and get them mm-hmm. off and get them off my computer and actually put them on Shutterfly mm-hmm. and throw them in, my, in the cart, whether I print them right then and there or not. I try yeah. and have a system monthly to, to do that because too many times we're not printing our photos either. We're yeah. not. Um, and, and so I don't have a great system as far as once I print them, um, I just get them in one of the photo plastic boxes yeah. or get put some in their bins. Yeah. Um, but I am trying to print them on a regular basis. Yeah. A couple of times, two or three times a year.
0: Yeah. That's the big project I want to work on. I've had it on my list forever and I do feel like with digital, there are some things that we begin to take for granted, you know, just mm-hmm. like email we take for granted letter writing. We just forget these, these precious beautiful things that we can share with our children. And I envision being able to pass on like photo books to my kids as they like grow up. And I am far from that. And I have a junior in high
1: school. So it's like, we're inching toward that day where I really got like. (laughs) Well, see, that's why I, I, let me see. Um, So I created these, you are loved albums. Uh So it's, it's a simple Mm -hmm. thing that parents can put, um, you know, one photo in a year or it holds 25 photos. And Mm -hmm. so it's a, it's something that comes in my kit too, to help Even if we just have this and it's just got their school photos in it or, you know, one photo album. I mean, think about it. I don't have that many photos from my childhood. We don't need an excess of them, but we do need to be intentional about creating something um, from their childhood. Yeah. So tell me more about your kit. Well, the kit, so I've got, um, the gist of it is, uh, so I've got three different size organza type bags Mm-hmm. And then inside each bag comes with a a card that says you are loved because my uh, line is called you are loved. And the, the goal is for, so I'll give you an example. So one of my sons is a hockey player. My husband was a professional hockey player. And so I've got one of his first little jerseys um, from the Ma- Anaheim mighty ducks, mm-hmm. and that's just thrown in his bin. So I took that and I put it inside the organza bag. And then on that card, um, I attached a photo of my husband and my son wearing that jersey to the front of that. And then had my um, husband write him a little note, just a little note about being a hockey player, what it, mm-hmm. what it means. And then I put that note in with that jersey. And then what I did is I found some, um, some of his writing back from, I think, preschool of mm-hmm. where my son was writing about. I love hockey. You know, he can't spell any of it. Um, <laughs> super cute, like his stick figure drawing of him mm-hmm. playing hockey. And then I took, you know, I took that out kept that sheet put it in there um with that jersey and the picture of his dad and now it tells a story mm, right yeah. it's not just ran and it didn't take me you know any much time to do it does take you know while you're sitting there watching a movie you can pull this bin out and start mm-hmm. digging through so um but that's that's the goal is to create uh you know little stories with the things that you're saving and so i've got um those bags and at, like acid free tissue paper to help people preserve the baby blanket or mm-hmm. the, the outfit they came home from the hospital in or whatever mm-hmm. um, you want to save and then include a photo with that. Or if you don't have a photo, that card is in there and you can at least write a story mm-hmm. uh, with it. I've got a, um, some book plates in there because I think it's important to hand down books. Like our favorite family book was The Giving Tree. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got a copy for each of the kids. I mean, I found them a Goodwill, I think, over the years. And then I just wrote a book plate in there about why I love that book and, um, and put that in the keepsake or in the bin with them. Um, no, I've got so recipe. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. So it just makes it fun, too. I've got recipe cards in there because so many times we've got recipes that have come down through the family, you know, mm-hmm. through our grandparents or, um, you know, my mom. Yeah. And then have them handwrite. Those those family recipes, if if that's something that's a part of your family culture, um, and then you can add those to it, and then you get excited. I think it makes it exciting. Yeah, and fun. absolutely. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, to me, that's just a total like revelation. I, I can't wait to go back through my stuff now <laughs> and figure out what 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 tells a story and what doesn't. I mean, you know this this is a very essence of culture where you can you have a sense of identity and belonging and the stories reinforce that identity and that belonging. And they say that kids who have a better sense of where they came from and know the stories of their families, like make better choices. They, you know, like it's all these things that it does for their identity and for their spirit and for their souls to know like where they came from and what they experienced and to, to even occasionally talk about them and reminisce about them So important.
1: Yeah. And it it helps me as a mother too, because when I'm doing this, it helps me think about what's really important, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, because I have all these trophies, right? The kids have all these little trophies from all their different sports teams. And what am I saving these for? And and so I asked my sons, hey, you know, I lined them up. Which one of these do you want to keep? Which one of these means something to you? And they're Uh like, "Uh, none of them. You know, so sometimes you ask the kids too. I, I you know, do, do these things mean anything to you now? Because if they don't mean anything to you now, they're definitely not going to mean anything to you, right? You know, in twenty years. So um, another thing I hear a lot of people say is they'll say, "Yeah, but I have sons. Sons don't care, right? Boys don't care." <laughs> and I, I, don't, I, I don't agree with that. I, I don't mean agree that with that either. Yeah. No, but I hear that a lot, and okay. I think that that is a mentality. Well, I have sons; they, they're not going to care. Maybe, maybe not. But we're not doing this for a certain outcome. Right. For yeah. certain, um, But what if something happens to you or what, I mean, who wouldn't love coming across yeah. this bin full of intentional notes to them and memories? Mm-hmm. Um, what about their I children they,
0: who wonder? What? what about their children? They don't know how their well, children that's are going to be curious. Right. Um, or like, their wife. I, yeah, definitely. I mean, I love... The idea of seeing my parents when they were young, like recently, like, I forget, we got some videos that we transferred to a DVD and to see my parents' personality as 20 was amazing because I didn't know, I never knew them that way. Right. And so that whole thing of like, what if their children, our son's children want to know about who they were when they were young or what grandma and mm-hmm. grandpa was like, you know, yeah. when they were in school and you don't have that because you kind of think, ah, eh, he's a boy, you know?
1: Right. For right. Sure. So equal opportunity. I save same things for my boy in a different way. Yeah. Like my daughter, for instance, I've saved, um, a dress or two of mine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, used to model and I have a, a dress from when I lived in Barcelona and then I wore it, um, when I was pregnant with her for photos. Mm-hmm. And so I've kept that dress in one of those bags and wrote her a letter about what a woman wa- wears yeah. or whatever. So that's oh, something that. different yeah. I do for her. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think I have fun with it now. It doesn't look like a bunch of junk that I get stressed mm-hmm. out about, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm 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 having fun with it, and I have no plan. I have no idea when I'm giving it to them, or I have no expectation of it, yeah. except that I'm enjoying it, and I hope that they enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, the memories they're going to get to pull out of there one day.
0: Yeah. So I'm just curious: do they they know you're collecting all this? Do they?
1: Um, probably they know I've made a product line, <laughs> and, and they know I'm crazy. <laughs> um, but I no, they don't know. I've never shown them. Yeah, you know the 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 things that I'm keeping in there because right. I I, I would like it to be a gift, you know, mm-hmm. to them when they find it one day or when yeah, I give nice. it to them. That's nice, yeah. but I haven't specifically. It takes these take up half my closet, so they're all sitting in my closet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bins, so. so they know there's something in there,
1: it's not a yeah, dead body. There's, there's something, <laughs> yeah, they're very scared of it, but yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for being with us today and talking about Parent on Purpose and talking about the Cherished Childhood collection.
1: All right, thanks for having me.
0: You can find Amy at amycarney.com and she's on Instagram as Amy L. Carney.
1: Build Your Best Family has a great website, but do you know an even better one? My wife's. She's been at this blogging thing for a while now, and she's got a lot of smart things to say about faith, family, and community.
0: Aw, thanks, babe.
1: When you're all done listening to this episode, head over to KimberlyAmici.com and see what I'm talking about.
0: And don't forget, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose.
1: Hey, that's my line. To learn more about Build Your Best Family, go to BuildYourBestFamily.com.